Hello and welcome. It's great to have you with us today on Search for Truth. Today our Bible teacher Brian brings us part three in our series about helping new Christians grow spiritually. I hope if you're following the series you find the talks helpful and interesting and if you are then thank you for your continued interest. Now there'll be a printed publication to go with these broadcasts and after Brian's talk I'll tell you how to get a copy. But now we'll go to Brian for today's talk, which is called Discovering the Bible as God's Manual for Life. Thanks. One of the first things we need to do when new to the experience of the Christian faith is to ensure that we make time to nurture our relationship with the Lord through regular exposure to the nourishment of God's Word. To that end, it's quite important to discover how to read the Bible for all it's worth. And not only to read it, but to memorise verses and internalise their teaching, and above all, to be delighted by it. We should also take steps to become convinced of the Bible's reliability and of its power to speak into our lives. The Apostle Paul urged his protégé, Timothy, to pay attention to Bible reading, and if that was in public, then how much more in private also? The kings of Israel were commanded by God to read God's word daily, And the Lord Jesus himself, in his humanity, by his frequent quotation of the Old Testament, displayed clear evidence of memorization that surely came from a reading habit, all of which means we should follow their example. One Christian, speaking of the great value of the Bible for our daily living, said, I learned years ago to go to one place for the deepest lessons of life. That one place is the Bible. And it was R.A. Torrey who said that. Life's best advice is found in the Bible. Here's Psalm 1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted firmly by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does he prospers. As new Christians, we'll want to learn how to navigate the storms of life, how to be productive for God, and how to discover the secret of spiritual health and vitality, not to mention getting to know the laws of spiritual success. Well, the first psalm points out the enormous benefit to be gained from reading God's Word, the Bible. For at the root of all these mentioned desirable things in our spiritual bucket list is a daily Bible reading habit. Using the imagery of a riverside tree, Psalm 1 assures us that love for the Word of God will result in us being firmly planted, yielding fruit, without withering, but always prospering. In other words... It's saying that a passion for Bible reading will tend to promote in our lives a sense of stability, that is, being settled in our convictions, as well as being productive in our service, while experiencing vitality and prosperity, those latter qualities, of course, being primarily in the spiritual sense. Personally, I well remember discovering the reality of that in my student life. I cherish with a deep fondness the recollection of evenings in my battered old car, overlooking a reservoir at sunset, listening to Christian music on a rather scratchy stereo cassette player, 
while at the same time developing a passion for God through his word as he was opening the scriptures to me and opening my eyes, mind and heart to them. Those sunset tutorials were the most impressive and influential I ever had during my time at university. The delight for God and his word which he sparked in me then would lead to the later fulfilment of my heart desires and service, proving to me the thrilling reality of the promise in that later psalm, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37 verse 4. We read to enjoy him. Delighting in God's law or Bible is closely connected with delighting in the Lord himself. The two are inseparable. I would say that the most fulfilling experience in this life is proving that verse 4 of Psalm 37 is absolutely true. Delighting in the Lord will bring about the fulfilment of our desires because they'll have become transformed to be what God himself wants. Just as we look through, not at, a microscope, so we read the Bible that we might get to know God better. The God of the Word is himself like the Word of God, perfect, restoring the soul, sure, making wise the simple, right, rejoicing the heart, pure, enlightening the eyes, clean, enduring forever, true, righteous altogether. It's such a thrill to get to know someone like that. As we said, it'll help us if we can be sure that the Bible we have is true to the original form in which it was communicated. It's well known and widely reported, so it's easy to check out, that from among all ancient literature, nothing comes even remotely close to the Bible in passing the standard literary tests for a book being true to its original form. What's more, by making painstaking comparisons between thousands of early language fragments, experts, working like detectives, are able to make a strong case for knowing pretty well exactly what the original text of the Bible said. And based on that knowledge, we can be confident that our English language Bibles are reliable. The Bible is such a special book from God. He's its ultimate author, and it's his revelation to us, affirmed by lots of its predictions having been fulfilled with exact precision. So it's no doubt very special. But in the main, we're meant to read it like any other book, taking its words to have their normal meanings. And it's not written much like a textbook. For much of the time, God instructs us through narrating the life experiences of others. We begin to gain a clear sense of what God approves in their lives, which we can then begin to apply in our own life. There's no situation in life for which we can't find guidance, at least in principle, from this vast store of human encounters with God. As we read its pages regularly, we'll find our attention is often drawn to certain statements it makes, and we begin to sense their particular relevance to decisions we have pending, as well as to other of life's experiences. So the greatest wonder of the Bible is that God speaks to us through its pages. Two of the earliest followers of Jesus said, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us, 
You'll find that in Luke 24, verse 32. And we too can have the same experience whenever we sit down with a mature Christian friend or with a reputable study book and after asking the Lord's help in prayer, we begin to enjoy a time of Bible study. Long ago, using the parts of the Bible available to him then, the psalmist said, I see wonderful things from your law. Psalm 119 verse 18. That reminds me of how, after 15 years of financing excavations in the Valley of the Kings, with scarcely anything to show for his expenditure, Lord Carnarvon began to wonder if it would all prove fruitless. But then came an excited telegram from Howard Carter, telling him to come to Luxor immediately. On the 26th of November 1922, Carter, together with Lord Carnarvon, stood in front of the sealed door of Tutankhamun's tomb. Carter made a small hole in the door and then inserted a candle. Answering Carnarvon's anxious question, Can you see anything? Carter famously replied, Yes, wonderful things. And there are wonderful things to be discovered in the pages of our Bible. Things which will warm our hearts, feed our souls and draw us into close fellowship with the Lord. These blessings will be ours if we approach our reading prayerfully, asking for the eyes of our heart to be opened in the Holy Spirit's working. But life can get so busy, and we'll need to make a conscious, deliberate lifestyle choice, just as Mary of Bethany did, as we read of her in Luke's Gospel, chapter 10 and verse 39. Mary, seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. And the Lord affirmed her action by saying, Mary has chosen the good part. May we never forget just how valuable the Bible and our daily reading of it is. Dr. Lehman Strauss talked about having the words, the Word of God, stamped on the spine of his rebound Bible as an ever-present and visible reminder that this was not just a book, but in reality, the Word of God. As such, it should have a unique place in all our lives. You know, Thomas Aquinas is reputed to have said, I fear the man of a single book, except he said it in Latin. But his sentiment was consciously turned on its head by John Wesley, who said about the Lord, He came from heaven. He hath written it down in a book. Oh, give me that book. At any price, give me the book of God. I have it. Here is knowledge enough for me, and let me be the man of one book. John Wesley was certainly captivated by the Bible, so much so that one historian wrote of him, from the unlikely soil of a grossly immoral, drink-sodden nation of brutalised gamblers on the verge of collapse into absolute infidelity, there sprang under God, and through Wesley, the Great Awakening, the Evangelical Revival of the 18th century, which doubtless spared England a revolution such as befell the French. Such was the impact under God of one man captivated by the Bible. May we also be captivated by its pages. This is a formula for spiritual growth in the adventure of a Christian life recently begun. First Peter 2 and verse 2 says, Like newborn babies, 
long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. Read a little each day, read systematically, and occasionally study Bible characters and topics. Vary your diet with all parts of the Bible. Read and grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord you follow. And as we read, the promise is you and I will become more like him. Here's the promise in 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. If you'd like to receive one of the books for this current series of talks, as I said earlier, then please let us know and make sure to let us have your postal address. Don't forget to request the title, Helping New Christians Grow. You can order by email or by post, and here are our contact details so you can make a note. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wootton Bassett, Swindon, Sierra November 4, 8, Delta Yankee, UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. You might be interested to know that many titles of Search for Truth transcript booklets have been turned into ebooks and are available at amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle hyphen ebooks. Just type Search for Truth series into the search box and you'll find them. Now, it's been great to have your company today and I hope you can join us next week for another talk in this series. But until then, very best wishes from Brian, our Bible teacher, our technician in the studio is David, and our singers and me, John. So goodbye and may God richly bless you. Oh, the best friend to have is Jesus.